Blog Talk Radio. Remember, I'm going to give you a few seconds now before we bring our guest on to turn off all your lights now. This show can only be heard in the dark. Perfect time for this discussion. Getting late at night as I turn to the north, to the south, to the west, and to the east. As always, this show broadcasts live on all four corners of this planet. And tonight I'm very excited to have our special guest on, which is author Richard D. Lewis, who you have probably heard on Coast to Coast AM. In the past, several times we're going to be getting into the topic of The Paranormal Christian, which is the title of one of his books, The Paranormal Christian, which you can find on Amazon.com. I'm looking at it right now under The Paranormal Christian by Richard D. Lewis. So without any further ado, he's been waiting long enough. We're going to welcome our guest. And if you want to talk to our guest, remember that you can call in also at 657-383-1357. That's east of the Great Lakes and west of the Great Lakes. 657-383-135. Okay. And Richard, are you there? Yes. Hi. How are you doing, Wendy? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for being on Night Owls tonight. Oh, well, I'm a night owl myself, so I feel right at home here. <laughs> I remember <laughs> you saying that, and I said, I hope he still feels that way. <laughs> it's really kind of late over here, and it's dark, so, you know, go over here on the East you Coast. Know, are you on? Most 
people into this. Uh, most I think most people in this community that are interested in paranormal, the strange, the supernatural, it seems like um, they're almost without exception night owls. Have you ever noticed that? Yes, I have. And I, I started out, uh, the show was under another name when I first started in 2008, and I decided to change it to Night Owls because I thought, hey, you know, that's pretty much what people are that are into this. And there's something about, yeah, and there's so something true. about, I think, this, discussing this at night that's a lot more fun and just sort of, you know, atmospheric. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so true. So, yeah. And then I know the title of your book, and now you've written several books, right? Well, um, so I'm a writer and a, and a journalist. I, I'm a lifelong storyteller, and um, I write in all kinds of different uh, subject matters and genres, um, from screenplays. Um, I'm a published uh, songwriter, poet. Um, I write fiction, wow. nonfiction, and lots and lots and lots of uh, magazine articles, film reviews. Um, I report on sports, all kinds of different things, um, many that are very different than than the paranormal or, or spirituality or religion or things like that. But um, in terms of this series, it's actually um, – I have written two books in the series, The Paranormal Christian, and I'm currently working on book three in the series. Wow. And what kind of got you interested in, in focusing on the uh, – I don't know, I guess the – the possibility and uh, well to me it's more than a possibility to me it's kind of natural you know that uh, christianity and the paranormal because to me that's paranormal as we call it on this planet <laughs> we consider it to be paranormal yes. uh so those two to me kind of go hand in hand spirituality christianity yes. paranormal. but uh what got well, you sort of interested yeah i agree they 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 do go hand in hand or at least they should but for some reason um, there's these camps that have grown up, uh, both in the Christian community and in the, you know, the, uh, I, well, the, the paranormal, the people outside of uh, Christianity, other types of, um, thinking, which acknowledges that, uh, there's more to this experience than meets the eye. So, so to me, the, the paranormal Christian is, is a way to, uh, to codify that, you know, it's a way of thinking. Basically, it's a thought system that recognizes that the Christian faith is a paranormal faith. Our ancestors had yeah. a supernatural worldview. The Bible writers had a supernatural worldview. So the paranormal Christian is about returning to that supernatural or paranormal, if you will, worldview of the Bible. Um, but more than that, yeah. the paranormal Christian is a philosophy that also takes into account science um, the discoveries of science, the lessons of history, along with logic, reason, common sense, and the experiences and lessons of others from all faith traditions and all thought systems, because, you know, we all come from the same source. And in the Christian faith, we believe that God is sovereign, so that God is sovereign of all creation, would be also sovereign over all forms of connection that people have. And really, it's not just people reaching out to God, but it's God reaching out to people through all these traditions. And what I found with the paranormal Christian is that it all correlates. And so that's what I'm trying to share with people. Right. And when people say things like there's no proof of this, uh, you know, things that have occurred, say, in the Bible, uh, New Testament, Old Testament, I always say there certainly is. And, you know, when you go back into history, you can, you can prove some of those things. But even more, you know, your own experiences, 
I think in life, I know I've had things that, a lot of things that uh, would be considered paranormal happen to me, and I'd say, wow, this is uh, this is like what they're talking about in the Bible. You know, this, some of this um, sure. some of this actually has happened to me. You know, and people trying to give you some people will give you that look, like, huh? And other people, I think, will be more open to it. You know, <laughs> I think if it's yeah. happened to them. You know, maybe they're a little more open to it. But to me, it's nothing scary about that because it's, it's kind of like, okay, right. you know, like, you know, for instance, they talk about the uh, out-of-body, they call out-of-body experience. And, you know, there's a lot of people that have right. experienced like that. Definitely. Well, and I talk about out-of-body experiences um, in my second book. I, I go into great detail about this, about near-death experiences, out-of-body experiences. And after-death communications, which are all kind of along the same spectrum. And in my book series, The Paranormal Christian, what I do is I kind of take you through these uh, diverse types of experiences that you have and uh, kind of lay the groundwork and the foundation. In the first book, talking about the the history of the Bible, um, looking at it from a kind of from the uh, from the from the big picture, uh, the heavenly realms. The, the hierarchy yeah. of angels, um, all those kind of elemental ideas, like to build that foundation. And then as we move from book one to book two, then we get into these more esoteric concepts. And then, and then into the really fun stuff, the ghosts and, and uh, UFOs and all that kind of thing. But again, it, it all correlates. And really this is, this, is, this is a common sense discussion because people naturally gravitate towards this stuff and they, they inside somewhere inside, they kind of know that there's something going on. You know, you have a coincidence, you know, you have, uh, you see things, uh, repeated, uh, things, uh, messages coming to you. You you feel these little nudges coming to you from outside of yourself. And, um, some people even hear a voice, you know, or anything like that. And uh, it's not unusual, but we've made it unusual because, uh, and once again, back to science, you know, I love science. Um, when I was a kid, my favorite day, uh, every every other week we would go to the library, and library day was like my favorite day, you know. And I would always yeah. get, you know, we would always get to choose three books and in elementary school, and I would always get either two astronomy books and a dinosaur book or two dinosaur books and astronomy book, but one or the other, you know, I'm getting some fun science stuff. And, you know, science is great, but the thing about it is right. – for the past, you know, since the, I don't know, like say the Enlightenment era, where these great thinkers that uh, preceded us, you know, wanted to kind of like put this supernatural stuff to the side and just look at rational logic, science, reason. And those are all great. And we should have always had those things in our thinking just to inform how we look at things. But that never <laughs> stopped us from, as humans, tribal humans in touch with the planet in touch with the universe knowing that there's a presence knowing that there's right and there's wrong and all these universal laws which are implicit to our experience but we had to have it revealed to us but yeah the christian faith to me is the perfection of that revelation because you know in the book of john it says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god so you know, we see Jesus properly understood. It's not exclusivity, and saying that all the, these other these other traditions and things like that. Like, it's not about condemnation. That's another problem too for the like right. the past you know hundred years or so, especially in American evangelical circles. 
you know, kind of like the mm-hmm. fire and brimstone teaching. I mean, most of the right. concepts that we have of hell, for example, come from these extra biblical sources, which are, you know, like Dante, for example. Like we get all these ideas, and that's really not what the Bible teaches. Uh, it's not what is properly understood, and it's not a faith of condemning. It's a faith of inclusion. It's a faith of bringing people in because for God so loved the world, if you look at the original Greek there, the word is cosmos, okay? God so loved right. the cosmos, right? Not like, well, yes. this is a select group of, of this, these people or those people that think they've got it. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's this rationalism that we've had the last couple hundred years that's kind of made people mm-hmm. afraid to acknowledge it. And it's really very natural. I mean, if you look at the animal kingdom, they're very intuitive. They're very spiritual beings. That's our natural yeah, state as well. that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 it, and it shows how, like you say, it shows how everything's related. And and when people will say, well, you know, uh, the Egyptians had the same thing about the resurrection, and this is, and I say, oh, and they and they say it's a similar story. There's a theory there. I'd say, okay, fine, sure. that's a theory, but, but you're proving right there that every, we all kind of had the same idea. You know, we right. all kind of had the similar ideas through the centuries. Sure. And, and they're just discovering that now. And to me, that 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 proves the whole thing as being correct, uh, you know. Right. So, so I guess I don't under you know when people argue and say, well, no, this can't be true. It's not historical. I'll say, well, go. You just said yourself, go back, you know, and look into different forms of history, and it kind of yeah. all it comes together as a theme. You can't really oh, deny the Bible, that. The- Yes, the Bible very well correlates uh, to history, and um, more and more over over time, archaeological discoveries over the, the last 100 years certainly continue to validate yes. the the witness of the scriptures. But it also correlates to the other the other um, you know the deuterocanonical books, and and he, you mentioned ancient Egypt and these other you know Mesopotamia, uh, these other traditions, traditions in Africa, the Native American traditions. They yes. all have the yes. sense of a great spirit, a higher being. In the Bible, it says that that the heavens declare the glory of God. You know, so it's it's all there for those people that have eyes to see. And then you see these other gods, and that's another thing too. It's like a lot of the a lot of the reticence among the Christian community comes from uh, from an abundance of caution. You know, it's like, well, we you know we worship mm-hmm. we worship one God, right? Well, if you look at the Bible carefully, which is what I've done with my series, The Paranormal Christian, and you say, well, what does it actually say? It says, you shall not have other gods before me. It doesn't say there are no other gods. In fact, if you look in the Psalms, it says that Elohim God, singular, takes his place among the Elohim, the assembly of the Elohim, plural. That right there tells you that there are other gods. So then you have to start to understand what these different things mean. And in the big picture forms, and God gets bigger. The more we unlock these mysteries, it doesn't make God smaller. It makes God bigger. Mm-hmm. And and you always, and I know you mentioned like when you went to the library, you were interested in the, you know, I was also, I was fascinated, like yeah. even back to, let's say, dinosaur times, okay, when nobody, sure. you know, we, we didn't have language. We didn't, you know, we weren't able to to express ourselves. We weren't even, some say, weren't around, you know, it was just the dinosaurs here. Uh, but yeah. 
you know, the, let's let's look. The dinosaurs is such a, a strange concept. People like you know how we can't even imagine that they were roaming the earth, but they were, and it, and we have proof that they were. And even sure. back then, when human, humanity started, you know, there's different thoughts of when that was. That you know, like you say, there was still a sense of a creator, even if people couldn't put into words what that was. You can you can see it in so many of the right. ancient culture. And they yeah. knew that it just wasn't them, you know. It just wasn't us here. You know, you just got here somehow, you know. Exactly. It's it's very natural. And so I'm I'm trying to return people to that to that natural state of humanity where we are in touch with the spirit and with, you know, each other as humans and with our surroundings and with the nature and with earth and with the animals and everything else, all part of of the creation. But at the same time, honoring what we've learned in the past, you know, mm-hmm. since we were sharing this um, this world with our Neanderthal cousins and <laughs> whatever right. other manner of, yeah, yeah. of beings were out there, you know, and, and, and learn from that and put it all together because that's where the complete picture forms and that's what the paranormal Christian is all about. And uh, people, you know, even like before I went on here a little earlier today, I just I wasn't even looking for anything, you know, for the for the Christian as far as paranormal Christianity. And I came upon something by George Foreman. I guess they must have sent it to me, and I had never known that he had this out of body experience. I know people don't know, obviously, he was a fighter, famous fighter. And after one of his uh, bouts, I guess he was back, uh, you know. In, semi-conscious or whatever, and he saw, had an experience that made him think, and he was not religious in any sense, you know, I mean, I don't think he was mm-hmm. raised in any religion, and he had that, uh, what we would call out-of-body experience, and it was such that it just changed his life, I mean, you know, people say that does happen, so could you explain a little bit about what you think the out-of-body experience is? Sure, well, first of all, Having done a little bit of uh, boxing myself, um, oh. I can tell you that um, it, it it doesn't take very many punches for you to have an out of body experience. You know, <laughs> Is that right? You know, okay. Will, you will uh, see stars and everything else. Um, but yeah. um, you know, George <laughs> Foreman. Well, you know, George Foreman, I think is is a great example of providence. Okay, working in somebody's life. Mm-hmm. And if you read book one in The Paranormal Christian, I talk a lot about that. Uh, I devote some time to talking about George Washington. And, you know, really? back again to oh. our founders in the Enlightenment era, these people, most of them, a lot of them were deists, you know. Um, but yes. uh, and a lot of people say, well, George Washington wasn't a Christian. And I really dug deep into this because it just didn't feel right to say that about George mm-hmm. Washington. I, there was just something telling me that wasn't true. And what I found is that he was a very devout Christian, but he was also a person that believed in, you know, freedom of religion and everything else. So he wasn't about to impose his beliefs on other people. George Foreman, though, is like George Washington in a sense because you see this providence. George Washington had, you know, uh, bullet holes shot through his coat, you know, hats shot off his head. He was shot off his – had horses shot off from under him to the point where, you know – the people fighting him were like, this man is, is protected by God, so we need to stop shooting at him. I mean, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Like, how does, a, how does a person develop a minor case of the pox so that 
for the rest of their life as a commanding general, they'll never get sick while everybody else has to abandon the troops at Valley Forge and things like that. So you see this providence. George Foreman is a yeah. great example of that. He's an angry young man, you know, um, right. trying yes, to, you know, knock down the, you know, knock down the world with his two fists, and he could just about do it. I mean, this guy was a monster. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, uh, but then, you know, uh, a, a young man named Muhammad Ali uh, had some other ideas, and uh, things went differently. And But this here, this here thing where, you know, he's knocked out, you know, by Muhammad Ali. And actually, if you watch that, that the archive footage on that, you'll see – Muhammad Ali pulls his punch after he's after George when George is on his way down, he could have hit him again and he pulls it. So that tells me that here's another man that was in touch with spirit and was in touch with, yeah. you know, good or good good and evil, right versus wrong. You know, he didn't deliver that second yeah. that next punch. But George, oh, yeah. you know, that's what changed his life and, and 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 after that, I think they actually made they're making a movie about it. But oh cool. It, sometimes we have to get knocked out before God gets our attention, and then that's when he could do great things with us. Yeah, and what you just said, I know that's happened to me, and, and it's going to seem strange. There have been things in my life where you feel that protection, like you say, wait a minute, I was in that situation. I put myself in this situation over and over again, and I was protected each and every time. Now, come on. There, sure. There's got to be a reason. There, there's that right there, you know, that there's a reason for that, you know. And uh, I don't know, it, it, it's stuff you don't think about at the time. You know, later on you look back yes. in your life and you say, okay, maybe sometimes it's not the big uh, revelation. You know, where you, oh, wow, I was, you know, I had an out-of-body experience. But when you think back, yeah, mm-hmm. this stuff does, it, it happens. And I think, you know, it can't be denied when it happens. I guess it's denied because it, it hasn't happened to the, the person that's denying it. So sure. when it says... Uh, when you mention, like, for instance, God's angels dwelling um, unseen among us, you know, mm-hmm. can you give an example of that? Because I know I have examples of that from my own life. That's just you can't explain it any other way. It's a, you know, but do you have some Indeed. examples of maybe oh, that? Oh, I have uh, many, 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 many examples. And uh, book, book one is my best reference for, for angels and the work of angels and how they interact with us. But the the church basically believes that we have guardian angels. It's not a um, it's not a dogma of the church, but it's kind of like in the in the um, in the spirit of the church. We we kind of we kind of agree with that because you see different scriptures that um, that indicate this uh, Psalm ninety one and, and other other places like that. And yeah. uh, we believe that you have at least at least one guardian angel, and that. You know, you may have other angels. I mean, uh, Jesus uh, in the Bible famously talked about bringing down, you know, ten legions of angels. If 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 it, or they were at his beck and call, where did, did he choose to to call on them? So they're there. There's these right. invisible beings. They're always there, and you know, and they're always uh, interacting with us. But the thing is, is you have to uh, be open. To hearing, yeah. hearing the products yeah. of angels. If, if you're, they won't impose on your free will, right? They'll, they'll. Yeah. I mean, they might. They, there, there are very few instances. I mean, if it's a life or death situation, they might physically intervene or something without your permission, type of thing. But generally speaking, they're going to honor your free will, and you can choose to do wrong, 
even against their right. their advice or whatever. But they're they're full of love and they don't require our acknowledgement. I mean, that's got to be a tough job, right? You know, most people want recognition in their work. I mean, how many people stop and think they're guardian angel? You know, it's you know, even if you no, know they're there, many, people think. rarely do that. They take them for granted. Um, and, but and, yeah, I've had so and, many experiences with that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and I love what you mentioned right now, or I liked it, is, you know, my mother used to say, God is not a puppeteer, you know, because people would say, right. why does this happen, you know, because, because God is not acting like pulling the strings and, and forcing you to do this or that, right. there's free will, right? Right. So when Absolutely. people say, why, why is there all this evil, and, and they want, they want answers, yeah. and, and you know, like mm-hmm. you said, you really got to be open, you have to be open. You really do. Sure. You have to be open to the possibility. I just ask, I really hope people will be open to it, you know, because it's, it's easy to get bitter right. and to get, right, and to get closed off and then uh, laugh yeah. at it all, you know, until well, it happens to you and you have a little experience. Well, everybody has uh, suffering in this life, and that's that's one of the things that, I mean, that's a big gotcha with um people who become uh, embittered by bad experiences and sometimes even experiences they had in church, you know, as, as coming, up, coming up in their life. Sure. Um, oh, and that's yeah. it's very understandable. But um, the fact that God doesn't prevail upon our free will, uh, that he allows us to make our own decisions, is actually a great gift. I mean, that's, that's amazing if you think about it. But it's because God sure. is full of love and it doesn't want to impose uh, upon us, and people, through their choices, can make decisions that cause themselves to suffer and cause other people to suffer. So that's uh, mm-hmm. something to to think about when any time you come to this discussion. But but God is not a genie, you know. I mean, the Bible says that you know anything that you ask in Jesus' name, in faith, he you will receive. And it's like in, in other things, like who if their son asks for you know, a fish will give them a scorpion. I mean, it's a, that's like right. God, God loves us. God wants to give us good things, but he also knows what's best for us. And some of the things that we want or we think we want are really not what's best for us at all. So, but God's not a genie. You know, we don't, we don't command God. That's, that's got it completely twisted. So these arguments of like, well, okay, if God is real, then prove it to me by doing this. And, you know, if I do this or that, and he doesn't stop me. Then God must not. There must not be a God. It's like no, you don't. You don't get it. That's not. God doesn't work like that. And for right, people to have right. a proper understanding, they can. They can actually. They can actually come to um, grips with these various challenges to faith and to belief if they really want to. But the thing about it is, the skeptic can't be convinced. I mean, in the Bible, it even says that you know they wouldn't believe even if someone rose from the dead, and it was a. It was a foreshadowing of Christ's resurrection, but it's, it makes a good point because the same thing to this day. People are like, well, I won't believe it until I see it with my own two eyes. But then if they see it with their own two eyes, they'll think, well, I must be hallucinating. You know, there must be something wrong with my brain. I must have ingested something. So basically, yeah. that's where it comes to the heart. You know, faith ultimately yeah. comes to the heart. And again, getting back to, you know, the book of John, for God so loved the world and the most probably famous scripture in the New Testament, John three sixteen, you know, uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him. And the Bible is clear that God wants to save all people. You know, it's not a, it's not a club. It's not a very exclusive club where, you know, um, 
not many people are going to get in. It's like God wants everybody in, and basically right. he, 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 uh, he approaches everyone, no matter where you are, no matter what faith group you come from, God is going to present himself to you. And basically, the only thing you can do is reject him. If you reject him, again, he won't impose on your free will. But basically, people, the only way not to be saved is to reject him. And that's, that's what the Bible teaches. Yeah, and to and to be open, they even had a, a picture. I think it was when I was a little. Uh, he knocks on your heart. You know, they have a door there, right. and it's and he's knocking on the door, and it's up to you. Yes. It's not like you said. Yes. It's not forced. It's not being forced. Yes. It's up to you. Right. To to, to accept right. it or not. Exactly. And if you don't, and exactly. And, and right. if you're finding a lot of things not going well in your life, like you said, he's not going to give you a, you know, a scorpion. <laughs> you take a look right. at, uh, at yourself right. there and try to try to concentrate on the spirit. I would say to everyone, right. and not on the surroundings here on earth. Yeah, and and you know, I mean, some people on reality shows um, actually, you know, pick up scorpions and let them and let them pinch them. And, you know, so then they're doing it, they're doing it for a laugh and I'm not criticizing that, but it's just to make an example of, you can't pick up the scorpion and then, and then complain to God because it, you know, it pinched you. That's, that's, and that's what happens. People, people do those things, but you know what? God is a God of love and he's very patient. And even when we do make mistakes and even when we do get ourselves in trouble, he will you know, meet us there, and he will have faith because he's so patient. He's so patient, and you know, the Creator, um, you know, all time, space, energy, and matter began, you know, some 14 billion years ago with the Big Bang, and so that that's everything we see in the universe has is cause and effect. So that means that science and reason teaches us that there has to be an uncaused cause. So you 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 go past that singularity, and that's the area where God resides and that which creates time and space is outside of time and space. And so that's why God is so patient with us because, you know, the Bible says I, I, in the book of revelation, I am the, I am alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. So God is on both sides of of the timeline and, and all through the timeline and even injected himself physically into the timeline through Jesus of Nazareth. So he's all about it, and at the same time, he sees our best, he sees our worst, he knows where we start, he knows where we end. That's why he can be so patient with us and so long-suffering. Um, they say not to yeah. test. Uh, they say not to test God, but really, in the only place in the Bible where it says test me in this is where he's talking about if you give, uh, test me in this to see if I won't pour out even more blessings and exponentially upon you. So. So that's the God that we that we uh, encounter in the Bible and through Christianity. That's the true God that so many people don't know about, even people in church. The Alpha and the Omega. Uh, I wanna I wanna thank you so much for joining us tonight. I know it's it's been a really quick show. That was a fast half hour, but it looks like we're out of time. Um, I, I want to tell people again that they can get your book. It's available on Amazon.com at the Paranormal Christian. Bridging Experiences Worldview, I believe it is. And is there any other yes. place that they could they could get your work? Well, you can go to my website, which is richarddlewisauthor.com. Again, that's richarddlewisauthor.com, and you can connect with me, order books, send me an email if you have any questions about anything we talked about. 
Um, and if you're interested in other things too, like I said, I, I do a lot of uh, work with uh, sports and, and movies and entertainment. So I'm sure we can find a way to connect if you just reach out to me. Okay, that's great. And I'm going to do that. I'm going to look into that myself with the different uh, subjects that you do. And thanks again so much, Richard, for being on Night Owls. Thank you, Wendy, for having me. It was really a pleasure. Oh, great. Me too. Thanks. You have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that's about it, everybody. Until next time, in the words of the Memorial Sheepies, I'll be back.